Welcome to Hope for the Uprooted. I'm Susan Miller, and I'm delighted that you join me today. You know I love the pleasure of your company during this podcast. And if you've been uprooted by any major life change, it could be a move, a divorce, a death, it could be retirement or a job change or a job loss, any number of things that brings you a major life change, I hope that this podcast will bring you hope and encouragement, hope from God's Word and practical encouragement and tips along the way so you can live it out. And today, I want to talk to you about surviving during the holidays. Oh my goodness, November is here. Before we know it, it'll be December. And I thought, you know what? I just need to share some de-stressing tips for the holiday season. Some things that might help you get through the next two months. I know for me, when November comes, I I get uh, real emotional. And there is just something about the holidays that I'm very sad. For most of you, you know that I am a widow and I lost my husband to cancer. And it just, I don't know, sadness just seems to come over me. I fight it and I focus on Jesus and that helps me so much to fight and focus. But I want to help you and give you some survival tips for handling the holidays because November and December can be uh, the most painful months of the year between death and separation and illness or family trauma or any of those things, it can all result in feelings of a great loss and it can make the holidays difficult. So if you're facing difficult times, if the next two months bring you that those waves of sadness, uh, I just want to encourage you with some, some tips and some suggestions for handling the holidays. One is, and I really encourage you to know yourself well enough to know that the the ambush of emotions can happen anytime. I know it does for me. I can sit in church, like I sat in church yesterday and we had the most awesome worship service and I just sat there and these tears just strolled down my cheeks Uh, and I thought okay I get it I get it yeah I cry a lot during worship tears roll down my cheeks but this was a sadness um, in in my spirit and so I immediately zoned in on hey you know what's going on Susan and you need to prepare for this ambush of emotions that is is going to happen to you. And then, you know, just get out. Force yourself to get out. Don't stay behind closed doors. It It's just, it's hard when you stay inside and you're alone or you've been uprooted in some way that loss just seems to glare at you in the face. You need to get out. You know, get involved, get out join up, join in, as I always say, but just understand that 
getting out if even if you know sometimes I just like to go to my favorite discount stores and have a little um shopping therapy window shopping therapy I say uh, I don't necessarily buy anything but I'm just getting out I'm just getting you know in, in a different surroundings or I'll just call a friend and say hey let's go for coffee just just anything that will kind of get me out of four walls it makes a huge difference and then lower your expectations you know I've really had to do that the extensive decorating that I used to do in every room of the house I've kind of tempered that a little bit and you know I've gotten things out that are meaningful and that would make me feel happy I don't necessarily deck the halls if you'll understand what that means but I I do decorate of course I do I mean Christmas is not about me it's about the birth of Jesus and and that's where I say you must fight and focus focus on Christ and um, and just fight that feeling of sadness and a lot of times expectations can make a huge difference so decorating for me I've cut back on it uh, without Bill I do enough for my grandchildren and for friends that come over but I have understood myself enough to know that everything out is, is painful and very hard for me. And then exercise. You know, I work out during the week and I try to eat healthy to reduce stress and to maintain my health. But I encourage you to work out. It could be a walk. It could be a bike ride. You know, I've got my pink bike and I've got my little run around the neighborhood and I encourage encourage you to exercise if it's walking around the mall it might be too cold to walk outside but whatever that might look like to exercise and make sure you eat healthy don't eat too much sugar not only will you and I I'm talking to myself here not only will you and I pay for that in the long run from lips to the hips but also you know a lot of sugar is not going to be real good for you so it's important to eat healthy. And you know what I've learned to do? Sometimes I find that going to the mall or going to crowded places to shop is stressful for me. And part of my de-stressing is I've just learned to do some shopping online. I don't do all my shopping online. I know there are those women that do that. But I'm not quite into that yet because I do like the exercise of getting out and, and, um, and kind of touching feeling things uh, that I buy but I will shop online if I find it's too stressful um, to do all of my shopping in the stores and not only just let me go back to the exercise and getting out you know you need some vitamin D you need some sunshine you need to to, to put a little light in your life might I say by getting out and if you live in cold country if you live where it's dark and dismal you know just go somewhere where there's some light you you just don't need to live in darkness that you can control within your home I mean open up your blinds open your shutters that kind of light let the light come in if you've got sunshine outside 
you know, yesterday I went outside and walked around in my yard in the sunshine. Uh, I always open my shutters, open my blinds. I love for the outside light to come in, whether that's sunshine light or just natural light. But that's important too. You would be amazed at what triggers sadness. So I encourage you to do that. And also, socialize. If somebody asks you to go somewhere, say, yes, I'll be there. Where and what time? It's just important for you to stay connected with people over the holidays. Isolation is not good for you if you're sad or if, you know, you find that the holidays are just dim and dismal for you because of loss and a major change. My goodness, to connect with others is huge. So I encourage you to do that. Set some boundaries. You know, I've I've also learned to do that. I'm not capable of doing everything with everybody. I try to be careful about filling my calendar and my schedule so tightly that I can't enjoy just listening to Christmas music or just just kind of sometimes being by myself. If I get too busy, there is a balance there, okay? There is a boundary there because I want to be busy and I want to be um, social, but I don't want to do it to the extent that I lose myself over the holidays. I want to stay in touch and reflect on the season. I want to reflect and um, remember. I want to be grateful. I want to, you know, reread the Christmas story, spend some time just reflecting on what Christmas is all about. And if you find yourself getting sad, it's really good to call a friend. You know, keep that phone number handy in your iPhone or your Android. But but just know how you can contact someone at your church or someone in your neighborhood or someone at work that could encourage you. It's just real important to have that connection. And then don't forget that someone has circumstances worse than yours, harder than yours. So reach out to others who might be alone during the holidays. Reach out to them. Be that initiator. Sometimes that's the very thing that helps me the most is if I realize, hey, Susan, You think you've got it rough? Well, you know so-and-so-and-so that really has it a lot harder over the holidays. So reach out to others who might be alone over the holidays. That would be so important for you to do. And then I'm going to say something really bold and brave here, but I'm going to be real up close and personal with this, but don't numb your pain with alcohol or any chemical dependence, which might create a deeper depression or sadness. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that you do. I'm just saying be aware of what you drink at parties. Be aware of how much you drink when you're socializing and when you're out. And so just a little gentle reminder that a lot of times you'll go out with friends at a Christmas party 
and you might just have one more glass of wine than you should to help numb that pain. But that will only take you down further. So I encourage you to just be aware of yourself, your body, your limitations, and the importance of that. Focus on your faith, my friends. Not only fight, but focus Focus on your faith, you know, fight that sadness and remember why you celebrate Christmas. And it is, it's all about Jesus. And next month, my podcast is going to be focused on Jesus, but I really wanted to help you de-stress and prepare yourself for the emotions of the holidays in this month. The other thing you can do is And this is huge, y'all. I had to learn this over the years. Don't worry about making things perfect. Ah, how many times I thought, oh my gosh, I can never have anybody over. My house isn't decorated perfect. I don't have everything, you know, every room decorated. You know, I don't have baking aromas coming from the kitchen and, you know, all those things that... As women, many times we can fall into that trap. Don't worry about making things perfect. Instead, just be who you are. Just be yourself. Just invite someone over for the fellowship and for the for the fun of it and for the connection and maybe to sit around and just say, hey, let's have a gratitude party. Let's just talk about the things that we're grateful for this season. And so, you know, just think of meaningful ways that you can celebrate. Go to a a Christmas concert at a church, any church. Go to a a Christmas service, a Christmas Eve service. Those Those are things that will help you and it will help you focus. And then, of course, the practical things to help you fight that sadness. And then stick to your regular schedule. You know, keep your schedule and your routine balanced. You know, the the very things that are a part of your regular schedule during the week, don't get wild and crazy and just go off that schedule, off your sleeping schedule, you know, your eating schedule. But remember, and that's another part of pulling back and saying no to everything that comes your way and be and have boundaries. It, you know, you need to stick to um, getting as much sleep as you can during the night and not staying out late at a party and coming in and then you feel really rough the next day. So, just stick to your regular schedule. The other thing that really helps me is to de-stress over the holidays is to plan ahead. If I am going to have some people over or have other women over who have uh, who are in a similar situation as myself, uh, perhaps a widow or a friend that's divorced, I like to plan ahead. I'm a planner when it comes to having people over and I like to have my shopping done and and plan ahead and do as much as I can in advance. Sometimes I'll have people over for brunch and I will fix um, a casserole that I can do the, the night before or the day before and I'll set my table the day before or the night before. In other words, 
the more I can do to de-stress the day of means that I will enjoy my friends and I will enjoy their company rather than being um, so tied up with all the, the details. And then don't forget to ask for help. Oh my gosh, you know what? I used to think that I couldn't have anybody over unless I cooked everything from scratch with flour in the air and my grandmother's rolling pin. And, you know, listen, listen, the most important thing is the fellowship and the connection. Um, that's what's so important. Now, there are some of you that are great cooks. You're scratch cooks, I call you, because you do everything from scratch. God bless you and invite me to your party girlfriend. But that's stressful for me. It may not be for you, but it is for me. And so I love to ask people, hey, bring your favorite appetizer and let's just have appetizers or I might say bring your favorite dessert and let's just have dessert whatever that might look like that helps you de-stress over the holidays it's so important don't feel like you have to do everything by yourself and it's fun to involve other people in fact I'm doing a lot of little remembrance gift wrapping for Christmas for my staff and volunteers. And uh, can I just admit to you that I just cannot tie a pretty bow. That's why I love the the, um, wire in the bows because I can just tie this really pretty bow and make it all crinkly and pretty. But I cannot do those huge, big, wonderful double bows that look so professional. But I have a friend that can. So guess what? I said, would you come over for a cup of coffee and a muffin and show me how to make those bows and and make some for me and help me do some Christmas wrapping? And she said, I would love to do that. So that's a way that I have asked for a helping hand. That's a simple little way that helps me survive the emotions and handling the holidays and de-stress. It's so important. And then, you know, there are so many wonderful ways that you can help others to volunteer for a worthy cause. Oh my gosh, talk about putting things in perspective. You find a worthy cause to volunteer for hands-on, whether it's serving a turkey dinner, whether it's taking presents, whatever it is, boy, that gets you out of yourself so quickly. I have done things and do things like that every year, and it really helps me take the eyes off of myself, and it helps me uh, put my eyes on others. It helps me count my blessings and which is, hey, this is the month, November, Thanksgiving. I want you to have uh, a grateful heart and nothing like helping someone else who is less fortunate than you will help you have a grateful heart. But it really is important to stop and focus on 
your blessings, focus on all the good in your life. Sometimes as women, we tend to focus on the negative and not the positive. And so I'm just encouraging you, honey, pull in now, pull in, reach down deep and focus on the positive and be grateful. I have to share with you the cutest thing that I saw that uh, I told my daughter about doing and I'm doing it here in the office and uh, I'm going to do it at my my study tomorrow, my class tomorrow. And that is, I'm going to let you in on my best new secret for Thanksgiving. I um, bought, oh gosh, it's an artificial pumpkin, you know, the it's not a real pumpkin, and it's not a plastic pumpkin, but it's one of those pretty new, and I don't know what it is, but it's an artificial pumpkin, the kind you decorate with. Well, you can buy it in what you can buy the pumpkin in white. I just happened to buy it in orange, and then I took a little chalkboard or a little poster, or a little piece of paper, it does not matter, and I wrote on it on the paper the grateful pumpkin and then on the pumpkin i wrote around the top in a sharpie what are you grateful for and everybody that comes in my office or comes in my home or to my class and i hope my grandchildren will my daughter will do it for my grandchildren but they write on that pumpkin what they're grateful for. It could be a word or a phrase or a short sentence. And I told my daughter, I said, what's so great about this is you can pull this pumpkin out every year and continue to fill out the pumpkin and date it. And as a reminder of what you, what your children, what the kids that come through your house over the holidays are thankful for. I'm going to, like I say, I'm going to, I did it here in the office this morning and I put, oh, it's so easy, y'all. You know, I just took my Sharpie and it's not a big pumpkin. My, it's just a medium size. And I wrote on it with the Sharpie, what are you grateful for? And several people have come through here and put down kindness. One put down friends. So I encourage you to do that and to date that hey if you work in an office what a great thing to do you know to have a grateful pumpkin and uh and of course you know to do it in your home that's my holiday big decorating tip i i'm so excited about that but in any case um Gosh, I just hope you are uh, picking up a couple of de-stressors for the holiday season. Please stay healthy. Oh, my goodness. Be sure to hydrate and, and make sure you take care of yourself. You know, you don't want to get run down. And I've done that. I've been so busy and, you know, overdid it that I became run down. And then what happens? You'll catch a cold or you'll, you know, just feel really down and sad. So learn to relax and learn to take time out each day to not only be grateful, but to pray and um, just to count your many blessings. The The other thing that is, it's just real simple, but I, I want to encourage you to uh, enjoy the things around you. Enjoy the beauty of the season. Now, I didn't say the commercial 
the commercialism of the ceiling season, but the beauty of November and December, my friends, the changing of the leaves, the colors of fall, the the holly and the greenery at Christmas, the, the just, if you live in cold country and you've got snow, oh my gosh, that's just got to be beautiful. If you live in the desert like I do, there, the, the cactus, the, you know, the poinsettia, I mean, there's so many beautiful things about the desert. And just to enjoy, the sunsets here are beautiful, but to enjoy the fall and all the, the part of the fall that's not commercial, but that's just simply beautiful because it is a season in our life that God gives us uh, of beauty of nature. And the same with Christmas. Oh my goodness. The Christmas trees and the lights. You know, sometimes we're so wrapped up in the commercialism that we forget that God's given us the beauty of nature in itself. And so take time to um, to capture the, the beauty around you and to, to enjoy that. Take lots of pictures if you have family nearby, take pictures, make memories. If you're new somewhere and you don't have a family yet, I would encourage you to find a church. I always say there are three things to do when you move. Find a church, find a church, find a church. And perhaps you can take pictures of of um, of new friends that you have met or perhaps um, you can find beautiful sceneries or settings or a, a manger scene and you can take pictures. But in other words, take pictures um, and make memories, whether it's uh, in you're in a new location or whether you've got family and friends around you. And don't forget to visit the family and the friends. And just slow down. Slow down and enjoy. And I, I want to leave you with just quickly some wonderful scripture that's so encouraging to me. Give all your worries to him because he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7. And listen at this one. Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. And then I love this, Psalm 62, 5 and 6. My hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. Proverbs three twenty six. For the Lord will be your confidence. And I love 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Encourage one another and build up one another. And then Ezra 7.28, the Old Testament, Ezra, E-Z-R-A. I was given strength because the hand of the Lord my God was upon me. And then Psalm 147.3, he heals. Listen at this. This is for you and I. 
in the next two months over the holidays. Psalm 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Never forget that. God is our great healer. He is our comforter. He is our protector, and he is our provider. No matter what your circumstances are or how you have been uprooted by life's circumstances, have that heart of gratitude this season. It will bring you back to Jesus. It will bring you hope, and it will bring praise to your heart because you will praise him out of gratitude. And my friends, I hope that you will have a wonderful holiday season and that some of these tips will help you and will be meaningful to you and that you will remember that you are not alone. I'm right there with you holding your hand across the miles. But more importantly, you have a God that loves you, that knows you, that sees you and will never leave you or forsake you. Hey, I'll see you next month. I can hardly wait and always move closer to Jesus. It just doesn't get much better than that. Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Moved Ministry. Just Moved Ministry is a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Move Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at JustMove.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Move community and the Just Move community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.